0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Lessons She Learned, a podcast about navigating life and all the lessons that come with that. I'm your host, Erica Allah and thank you so much for tuning in. How are you guys doing? What's going on? Honestly, I'm super excited to be sitting down. I feel like I say that every single time. But if you can tell by now, um, you can usually hear the smile on my face when I'm recording, because I'm pretty pumped. I like what I'm doing. I like the conversations that have been coming out of what I'm doing. And honestly, you guys never cease to amaze me. I've been having some really dope conversations with you. You've been sliding into my DMs or messaging me, um, those of you that do know me personally. And there's been so many good conversations that have been sparked from some of these podcast episodes. So thank you guys for also meeting me in those places and um, sharing your conversations and your truths with me. I really appreciate it. And the reviews. Ooh. Ooh. I don't even know. I know I asked you guys to leave a review if you actually like the podcast. Like, if you have been enjoying it, I would love for you to leave a review. But I actually had a point on the weekend where I went to go look at your reviews and read them, and they were so... Lovely. So, thank you. So, if you haven't already and you're enjoying the podcast, please go and write a review. It actually really helps me a lot as I try to grow the podcast and to reach um, more people and grow this little family that we're creating. It would be massively helpful for me if you could go onto whatever podcast provider you use to listen to Lessons She Learned and leave a review. And if reviews aren't your thing, you can also just share this podcast with somebody that you know um, by sending them the link. Or you can share it on your social media channels, take a screenshot, share from Spotify, Tag lesson she learns. Come on, tell a friend to tell a friend. It's a right thing to do. Um, honestly, I appreciate you guys. you guys are honestly making this journey so much better. I could not do this without you, and it would not feel as good without you. Um I've just got to figure out a way to get us like all together so we can have these conversations in groups because I feel like one on one it's dope but even like in a group setting it might be even better. But I just think it's gonna be lit, 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 lit. But we've gotta figure that out. But I do want to also let you know a very important announcement that we are coming to the end of season one of Lessons She Learned. This was really intended to be a shorter season. So the next couple of seasons will be much longer in length with more episodes. But this first season was intended to be shorter. There's gonna be some changes happening here at Lessons She Learned. And I wanted to take some time away to work on that and to come back. Back bigger and better and bolder than ever. So we'll be back in the fall, but I'm not leaving you just yet. I think I have about one or two more episodes left for this season. I think it may be one, but there may be a possible other one if I can get through writing it. But I really want this last one to be an interesting one. So I realized that when I first started this podcast, I did not do a great job of telling you guys who I am and sharing a bit more about who I am, Dorcas Allah. So here's your opportunity. Head over to at Lessons She Learned. That's at Lessons She Learned on Instagram and slide in my DMs. Ask me any question. I wanna kind of just have a Q&A with you guys, chit chat. You can ask questions about who I am, what I do, family, all that sort of stuff, or it can just be general questions about some of the topics that I've tackled or anything else in between. would love to chat, but I would love to have an episode before we wrap season one where I can just share a bit more of who I am with you guys before we go into season two. So with all of that administrative stuff done, I really want to get into today's episode. So I've been thinking so much about this topic over the last few weeks. I'm calling it lessons she learned in race, identity, and duality, and honestly, there's so many other things that I can call it. I talked about calling it lessons she learned in code switching. Um, There's just a lot to it, but with these constant conversations about race and anti-Black racism, I've been forced to revisit a lot of experiences that I've had as a Black woman. And one of the things that I've been consistently thinking about, honestly, and this is me being really transparent and vulnerable, is just the amount of times that I've had to kind of come to grips with the duality of who I am. And if anything, during this time, I've just reflected on how much I've actually been censoring myself and walking through life, kind of hiding parts of myself, depending on the situations that I'm in. And I've always been aware that I've done this, it's not new news, this isn't something that now came into my mind just because of these conversations happening, but I think more so it was the idea of how much I am doing this and how much I actually need to figure out a way to stop doing this so that I can show up as my whole self. So I don't even really know where to pinpoint when I started doing this or when this started happening for me, but I could probably imagine it happened quite young, as I think a lot of other black people can relate with. And I think I first recognized myself doing that once I first recognized that I was, quote unquote, Different. And if you guys listen to episode one, I let you guys know that I moved to Toronto, Canada from England in the second grade. I think I was seven or eight years old. And I had an accent. And it was a British accent. It was specifically a Mancunian accent. I was from Manchester. Bop, 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 bop. Glory, glory, man united. Um, but for me, that was the first time someone had really called out that I was. Remarkably different. I'm sure there were some other experiences in my past um, growing up in England that kind of dealt with the fact that I was black and there was a difference there. But this is the first memory that I really recognize that has stuck with me into my adult years. And I can remember a few other instances as a kid where I really was shown or told or made aware of my differences. And one, really specifically, not even just one. Many of those experiences have really been around my hair. I remember specifically this incident probably in maybe grade five or six. I can remember the playground and the school that I went to like so vividly in my mind. But my mom that weekend had actually just done my hair. It's kind of like a very normal Childhood ritual on the weekends. My mom would sit me down between her legs, braid my hair, do my hair in some sort of style that I would wear for the week or two weeks or whatever that time frame was. And um, there's a popular hairstyle. I'm saying it's Nigerian, but I, I genuinely think it's done in many African countries where your hair is actually styled using thread. So if you think about like um, the thread that you use to sew clothes, it's a little bit thicker and it comes in spoolies. And I can actually again vividly remember. This packs of black thread that my mom would kind of bring out and she'd part my hair in different sections and wrap thread around my hair and it was a great way of protecting my hair. So it was a protective style and she was able to kind of actually create intricate designs with my hair. So i had gotten my hair done on the weekend and showed up to school on monday and to me it was just a different hairstyle that my mom had done i believe she had actually done it before growing up and i had never had any issues but this specific day i remember showing up to school after the weekend and one of the boys calling me medusa and i had no idea who medusa was Or what the reference actually meant but I knew that the way he had said it that it was not a compliment and that it was actually said from a place of um, hate and honestly it was done to humiliate and to make me feel less than and I will never forget that experience again happened many years ago I still remember the boy's name his name was Eric and he said that and he laughed and not until I was older did I even realize what the reference even was. That Medusa was a goddess that had hair that was made out of snakes. And that's when I kind of realized that I was being mocked. My culture at home was very normal. Like, there was no difference. That was my normal. It wasn't until I went out into the world that I learned about others' reactions to what was there approved upon normal and that my normal was then different. This and several other experiences was really what made me realize that I had to start to pick and choose when to show certain parts of myself in certain spaces and knowing which parts of myself would be accepted in certain spaces. So honestly, this was the beginning of me learning how to code switch. It's very um, normal for a lot of minorities. It's very normal for a lot of black people. So code switching is something that we do in order to be accepted in certain spaces. Um, And that's only one part of code switching. Code switching can also be done for several other reasons that aren't actually negative. But a lot of the times we code switch in order to get through certain situations or be accepted in certain situations. So this will really Was the beginning of when I started to realize that I had to kind of show up in different spaces in order to be accepted in a certain way. So, this started at school, but honestly, later on in life, it turned into work. And I started to only share certain parts of myself that would be accepted in the corporate environment because of all of the other reactions that I had later in life of what it meant to be professional or to look professional or to act professional or how professionals would act. on the weekends or what they would listen to or the words that they would use and a lot of those things were different for what my normal was outside of work and in spaces where I was with people that looked like me it became really hard to have a space where I could be all parts of me so I quickly learned how to dance the dance of being the right amount of black in non-black spaces to be accepted but not to be offensive And I am telling you right now that every single Black person you know has done this before or is still currently doing this now, especially if you work in a professional workspace. And especially Black women. Just for a second, think about how immensely taxing that is. Just for a second. And I cannot tell you the amount of times that I've opted to not show up as my whole self because I knew there would be consequences to how I was perceived or there would just be commentary that I did not want to have to deal with. The amount of times that I've opted not to wear my hair in a particular hairstyle because of not wanting to deal with the conversations that would happen on Monday at the office or even just the perception of being seen as less professional. I have so many examples, so many experiences. And if I can be all the way real with you guys, I still battle with that now. I've talked to so many of my friends that are black professionals and it's still something that a lot of people deal with. As much as these conversations on race become more common or happen more frequently or are happening at a larger scale... It still doesn't mean that now all of these things have been erased or that all of us are feeling comfortable to show up as our full selves. I still mentally have to kind of get over the hump in some cases. I still mentally have to kind of talk myself out of some ways of thinking. Like right now, like I have some fire cornrows in right now, like they look so, so, so good but I specifically opted to get them done when I knew I'd be on vacation from work for a week because I didn't want to have to deal with conversations on my hair. Even though I'm not in the office, even though during COVID-19 I'm logging onto Zoom, I know there would be conversations that quite frankly I just didn't want to have to deal with. And also I still have a bit of fear of how my hairstyle will be accepted or how my hairstyle will be perceived or, and I don't even wanna say accepted because it's not about being accepted. In this case, I think my worry is that it will actually be perceived as less professional and be distracting from what I actually have to offer as a professional in marketing. And that to me has been always the biggest fear. And it is not something that I, I, my experience is not unique this is common and the idea of having to manage how to co-switch and what your identity looks like in different spaces and understanding that you are complicated and have different parts of yourself is honestly the experience of a lot of black people and has been my experience as well and the duality doesn't even just stop there for me i am an immigrant kid i am nigerian i am canadian i am british I identify with all three. I am born of Nigerian parents, I'm Yoruba and proud. I was born in England, I've lived most of my life in Canada. My first time to Nigeria, or I was missing my first time back to Nigeria, my first time visiting Nigeria was in my first year of university, I believe, and it took me a while to really fall in love and accept my culture. But the kicker is, I have been told so many times that I'm not really, like I'm doing air quotes, I'm not really Nigerian by other Nigerians because I have been disqualified because I don't speak the language, because I wasn't born there, because I don't speak pidgin, because I don't always get all the cultural references. The list goes on and on and on and on. I've always felt a little bit stuck between being a foreigner in Nigeria and being a native actually in all of the countries that I just identified with, because I'm Canadian, but not really. I mean, most of us aren't. I'm British, but not really. I'm Nigerian, but not really. I have always felt a bit forced to pick one side of myself. And then even then, I felt that I couldn't fully show up because I wasn't fully quote-unquote what a Nigerian should be or fully quote-unquote what a Canadian should be etc 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 so I remember in high school I lied a lot of people say you know <laughs> oh you speak really white or yeah Dorcas is an Oreo and this honestly came from a lot of other black women And by their standard, I wasn't black enough to be black, but I sure as hell wasn't white. So there was a lot of understanding of who I was and trying to figure out what my identity was. If I wasn't this, but I wasn't that, then where did I kind of stand? And I really just had to have a lot of conversations with myself that I didn't have to quite fit in in a box. I could be all the parts of who I was and that was okay. Like, I can be multifaceted. I don't have to fit some people's stereotypes of what I should look like or what I should act like or what I should speak like. At the end of the day, I can show up in a boardroom and still drop it low to a fire Afrobeat song on the weekend. Those sides of me are both parts of me and neither one should excuse the other. Neither one discredits the other. I should be able to show up as my whole self without fear of the consequences and I'm still very much learning to do this. You guys know I I am not an expert by any means in any sort of capacity when it comes to giving advice or giving you my experiences. I'm legitimately simply doing this podcast as a way to share my life experiences with you and this documenting them so that you guys can hear it's kind of like an open diary so you're going to hear the blunders and you're going to hear the parts where i don't get it right but i'm just hoping that i can share moments that are relatable and realistic and as i think about kind of navigating identity and duality and code switching and race i mean there aren't a ton of lessons that i can think of because i'm still in the process I'm still in this, and I don't know if it ever really stops, but there's probably two things that, or maybe three things that I can say, have kind of bubbled up to the surface for me. So here they are. These are the three things that I've learned through navigating duality, race, identity, and code switching. Um, first and foremost, and I've said this before, but your existence is valid and it doesn't need to be defined, boxed in or labeled. And as I say that, I get slightly emotional because I'm speaking to myself and it's a reminder for myself. This is just so important. Like your value and my value and who I am, who you are, Dorcas, isn't defined by outside forces. You do not need to be boxed in or labeled to be legitimized you don't need to be like anyone else, even other people that look like you. And you don't need to be like other black women because we are not a monolith. We are all different. This is one of the things that continues to blow my mind that people just assume that there's a one single narrative of what it means to be a black woman or one single narrative of what it means to be a nigerian born in england or one single narrative of what it means to be a black working woman working in a professional space there is not one single story we are not monoliths we're all different we're all individuals and just simply understanding that being you is valuable becomes such a firm foundation for so much of your life not just In this but identity is so important it really shapes your confidence and really shapes how you show up for yourself in all other aspects of life it's not to say that that foundation won't get shaky at some times and you may not even always believe in it yourself but you should remind yourself often as you can remember that your existence is valid just as it is lesson number two the exact experiences that you have and that you have in your life are actually the exact same things that you have to offer to other people. All of these things make you you. All of these things are exactly what is needed. You are the secret sauce. You cannot be replicated or duplicated. I, Dorcas Ola, am a multifaceted, multi-talented individual. And the fact that I am so complex is what makes me interesting. And let's be really, really real. These are often the parts that society likes to try and duplicate and replicate exactly who you are and all these experiences all the duality in you is exactly what you have to offer and it's exactly what will make you stand out in a way like no one else can lesson number three in the final lesson this whole evolution of understanding and coming to terms with all the parts of you that may not have been accepted is not linear you are constantly evolving And it's important to know that you may no longer identify with some of these parts of who you are from the past, and that's okay. I have to remind myself of this often. Sometimes because we fight so hard to be accepted, sometimes we are resistant to evolving and changing. And I really want you to think about that for a second, because sometimes there's parts of ourselves that we're holding onto as parts of of our identity because we fought so hard to be accepted in that space girl it is okay to let that go you do not have to stay the same because you fought hard to be in a certain space you're consistently evolving and changing and that's just life you can show up as who you are in all of your complex self and it does not have to stay the same give yourself that permission to do that okay cool 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 so Honestly, I think I could use some of your thoughts and insights. So this is one where I would love for you, as usual, slide in my DMs. I want to chat. I want to talk. I want to chit chat. Let me know. I am so incredibly grateful for you all. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. Do not forget, we are coming to the end of season one. And I would love for you to let me know if you have any questions. Slide into my DMs, ask me questions, let me know your thoughts on this episode, and do not forget to follow at Lessons She Learned on Instagram. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Love you. Good night. Bye, guys.